you know, a lot of times when I'm stymied, I think about, you know, in writing something, I think not only about, so how can I finish this piece of writing or how can I get this done? But I take three steps back and say, okay, why am I doing this? Like, what's the purpose? Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, we are back with renowned author Dan Pink to hear about his habits and the seven spokes of The Ziggler Wheel of Life. Of course, with his focus on perfect timing and talking about what he does for his physical health, for instance, it was intriguing to hear that his studies show morning exercise is better for losing weight and habit formation and gives a good mood boost for the day. But the case for later afternoon or evening exercise is there are fewer injuries. The exercise is less effortful and people tend to enjoy it more and your performance and speed will be better later in the day statistically. It's interesting to me as I hit the weights or the road to go running at about 6.30 a.m. every morning. I always enjoy hearing the habits of researchers specifically. Our main interview with Dan Pink was in show 575. And on that note, you can get his new book, When the Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing at danpink.com or, of course, wherever you buy books. Hey, a quick favor to ask you Ziggler show listeners. You obviously listen to the show, but if you would help us out in iTunes, if you haven't yet subscribed, would you do that? Just hit that subscribe button and make sure you don't miss another episodes. And in all truth, it helps us get a big bump up in the rankings and that helps other people find us. And also on that, if you do get value from the show, leave us a review in iTunes uh, email us then at thanks at ZigglerShow.com. Tell us your iTunes username, and we'll thank you by sending you Zig Ziglar and Tom Ziglar's book, Born to Win, an actual hard copy. Hey, before we start in with Dan Pink, let me share some great resources and offers for you uh, with a call out always to check in at Ziggler.com for the next event that you could attend or get involved with to inspire your true performance. Okay, folks, here then we walk through the seven spokes on the Ziggler Wheel of Life with Dan Pink. All right, Daniel, as we obviously heard in the first show as we're talking about when and talking about time and the necessity to be intentional, we're going to go through the seven spokes on the Ziggler Wheel of Life here and just look at these areas, the places where you're intentional with healthy habits in those and maybe some where you uh, struggle and really have to force that intentionality to be on top of it. Uh, But get a little behind the scenes look at you. First one right off the bat as I look at you in what looks like workout clothes, uh, I'm going to ask about physical what do you do for the physical area of your life? Um, I just, I, I'm, I actually will be exercising later in the day. I'm just happy to, it happens to be cold in my office. So I put this on, but I, I don't, I'm sort of like as casual as you are here. Mm-hmm. Um, so physical, um, I tend to be pretty, um, it's exercise is actually really important to me. Um, just for my overall well being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I tend to do is I will, um, usually exercise, uh, uh, late afternoon, early evening. And I will, uh, I like to run and, you know, here in Washington, DC, you know, most months of the year are not congenial for running. It's either blisteringly hot or insanely cold. Uh So I'm one of those people who actually, I actually like running on treadmills. So I do a lot of treadmill running and, um, and then some, um, some, you know, not hardcore, but some weight training as well. 
Okay. And you know, I was actually going to ask in the last show, that was one of those things where we're looking at timing and looking at the optimal times of the day. Is there one that you would uh, say exercises better in this? Uh, the research shows, it gives us some pretty clear guidelines here. Here's what, so, um, so morning exercise is better if you want to lose weight. Uh, there's some evidence showing that you, people will lose more weight in morning exercise than in, than in exercise later in the day. Hmm. Uh, morning exercise seems to be slightly better for habit formation. Uh, and the other thing about morning exercise is that exercise, as you know, delivers a pretty significant mood boost. And so if you exercise in the morning, you get that mood boost throughout the day. Right. If you exercise at 7 o'clock at night, um, you're going to get that mood boost, but you're going to sleep away some of it. So yeah. that's morning. That's the case for morning exercise. The case for evening exercise or late afternoon evening exercise is um, you avoid injury. So a few injuries that time of day, in part because your body is literally more warmed up because of changes in body temperature. Um, people report, and this is why I do it, Kevin, people report that, uh, that late afternoon, early evening exercise is less effortful. They enjoy it more and that can actually make it more likely that you're going to do it. So I find, Hmm. uh, I actually enjoy exercise when I do it in the late afternoon and early evening. When I have to exercise in the morning, it feels like I'm being punished. And then, um, and then there's also some interesting evidence about performance that, and especially in things involving speed, uh, your performance is slightly higher in the late afternoon and early evening than it is earlier in the day. So it really just depends on what your goals are. But for okay. me, I like morning. Ex- I like morning exercise. I like. I'm sorry. I like uh, late afternoon and early evening exercise, uh, just because um, I I enjoy it more. It's also a way to get out some of the day's frustrations. Got it. Hey, how about on the nutritional side of your physical being? Anything specific you're doing there? Uh, I actually, uh, for the last year, I have not been eating a lot. I've been eating very, very little meat. Um, um, uh, largely because I didn't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I felt like it wasn't all that healthy for me. So I eat, um, and I, I don't eat, you know, I don't eat a lot of meat. Uh, I, I eat almost no processed food. Uh, so try to eat, you know, real food. Uh, but beyond that, nothing extraordinary. Got it. All right, family. And I know family is highly important to you. You're married, got three kids. I think the youngest one maybe in high school. Do I have that right? Yes, that's exactly right. Good hey, good research. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Again, uh, so on the family side, though, and I know you're a busy guy and in high demand, especially now with a book launch, what are the things that you, maybe some of the struggles you have to deal with with family health, and what are some of the things you do to tend to that? Well, um, you know, I mean, I, I it's, a, it's a pain um, – I have to do some amount of travel and that's more of a pain for me than I think it is for my family. I mean, I don't, you know, I think they're, I think they're totally fine on that. Uh, one of the things that we've done in my family for a long time is that we tend to, um, like if I'm a, if I'm not traveling, um, the days that I'm not traveling, I would say that we have dinner together 98% of those times. Uh, and I think that that, I, I don't know whether that matters at all, but it's, it's me. I don't know whether it matters. It's meaningful to me at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that's, um, that's one of the things that we do. The other thing is that I work at home and my wife works at home. So our lives are a little bit, our, our personal and professional lives are a little bit more integrated. Um, so if, um, um, like, um, like on some days around this, so we're talking now it's four o'clock in the afternoon on some days, there's a window right across from here. On some days, my, I, I would see my son coming home from school, you know, in a way, so just sort of see him. He, today will not be <clears throat> one of those days because there's a basketball game. But um, 
uh, you know, I'll see him and, you know, I go inside and say, hey, what's going on? You know, just have those yeah. sort of informal, inadvertent kind of conversations that I wouldn't have had if I had an office downtown. Got it. Uh, mental is the next one. And the things that you do to keep that mental edge, keep you mentally strong and adept, what do you do? You know, I think exercise is a big part of that for me, at least. Mm -hmm. So exercise helps give me some mental health and mental edge. Um, in terms of sort of beyond kind of mental health into, um, sort of mental edge, that's an interesting way to put it. Um, um, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I read, I read a fair bit. Not, I don't think that's a shocker. I'm a writer, so every writer needs to read. So I, I read a fair bit. Um, but I think that that a healthy regime of exercise and reading is really good for your brain. Absolutely. Financial is the next one. What are the things you do to take care of today's financial uh, your, your your arena there, and maybe some of the things you did in the past as well? Yeah. Um, there are a couple of things, Kevin. Uh, first of all, I mean, I've been self-employed for 20 years now. And, and from the get-go, I have been and I remain a devout believer in low overhead. Mm -hmm. um, um, I, in 20 years, have never had an office that wasn't in my house. This, this office is, oh. you know, in the garage behind my house, so I consider it the same thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm a devout believer in low overhead. Um, I'm pretty, I'm very frugal with my expenses, not lavish at all on those kinds of things. Um, so I think that's one thing that I do. The other thing is that from a, um, uh, pretty early in my working life, um, when I was not making very much money at all, um, I would automate things like uh, automate savings, automate contributions to a 529 education account, uh, automate savings to, uh, just basically, so I don't think about it. If I have to decide every single week, every single month, oh, I'm going to put aside this amount of money. I'm going to put aside that yeah. amount of money. That doesn't work. But if you automate it, just set it to go every month, zap, this goes into this kid's 529 account. Zap, this kid goes into this kid's 529 account. Zap. Uh, and you just set it and forget it. That I think that's extremely effective. Yes. Spiritual is the next one. Uh, on that spoke, tell us about the spiritual side of your life. You know what? Uh, the spiritual side of my life isn't is is probably the is not especially robust for me. Um, but I do think about um, you know a, a lot of times when I'm stymied, I think about you know in writing something. I think not only about say so how can I finish this piece of writing or how can I get this done, but I take three steps back and say, okay, why am I doing this? Like, what's the purpose? So I think a lot about purpose, um, and I think a lot about. Um, and I guess the, I think a lot about, I've always thought a lot about purpose. Like, why are we doing this? Like, why does this matter? Um, and, and, and I guess the older I get, I, I start thinking a little bit more about contribution. Like what contribution am I making? So those are the, be the two big areas of my spiritual life. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Career. And obviously you have had a, a solid career, in, as you would say, as a writer. I mean, obviously you were doing things before then, but are there some certain parameters that you put within your career trajectory today to keep you on the path that you want to be? You know, um, um, I, I think it's fairly simple. I, I, I mean, it's simple to the point of being cliche. I mean, I like to work on stuff that I'm interested in because I feel like I do better on that. And then, the, and it's just more fun. And then the other thing is, is that, um, you know, I don't want to be in a position where 
I look back on a project or something like that and say, that was not good because I didn't work hard enough. And so I always have that kind of insurance going on. So just to make sure that, you know, I don't look back on something and regret not having worked hard enough on it. So, so I, so I try to, I try to, um, just put my all into things. Again, that's a cliche, but that's what I do. Well, I am enamored by that somewhat because that is a part of what that came in some of the research that our staff did that you, uh, really pay attention to what you are curious in and to your testimony in the last show that really has been what has created the trajectory of your, of your work, of your books. Um, which actually I was going to ask this in the last show, so I'll stick it in here now, if you would allow me to, and you can tell me to butt out if you'd like to, what are you curious? What's coming? I know this has just come out when time and your focus there, but is there another curiosity germinating in there that we may see the fruition of? There are a bunch of them. I'm just, I I have to sort that out because the way that, you know, so I keep files of ideas and notions and things like that. And then when I return to them, I realize that most of these things that I throw into an idea file are just utter garbage. They're terrible. (laughs) Um, And so I, but, but I'm a believer in, at least this is the way I operate. I'm not sure if it's universally true is that the, for, at least for me, the way to have good ideas is to have a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so the ratio of bad ideas to good ideas for me is extraordinarily high. Um, but again, it's like, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, just, it's mathematical in the same way that we were talking in the first show. It's that, you know, if you, if, if, if you have a, uh, if you have a one out of six chance of getting it right and you try six times, you're going to get it right once. All right. All right. Okay. So do those, do you find those notes? You said you've got that file there. Do those yeah. happen? Do those happen mostly in that latter part of the day? The I don't know. That's a recovery. good question. I'm not. I'm not sure. I. 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 Um, uh, I don't know. I should check that out. Okay. Uh, last one. Personal. These are the things that you do just for you. Fun hobbies, joys. Uh, you know what? And I, I. I was tipped off on one of them. I heard you like cooking. Does that fit into this category? No, actually, not a big cook. Uh, I'm pretty. Uh, what I what I'm pretty. The only kind of cooking that I'm good at is when there's almost nothing left in the refrigerator, and we say, okay, the, the slim pickings here in the refrigerator. What can we? What? How can we use these limited ingredients to put together something? So MacGyver edible. Cooking. Yeah, I, I like that. Okay, I okay. like that MacGyver cooking. So that's the only kind of cooking that I like. Uh, beyond that, um, uh, you know, I'm a pretty. I'm a pretty mellow, boring guy. Okay. I work. I hang out with my family. I run on a treadmill. I read. I mean, that basically describes 99% of my waking hours. I mean, literally, I just described 99% of my waking hours. I work. I hang out with my family. I read. And I run on a treadmill. That's 99% of my hours. Waking hours. And, and we're the proud recipients of that, as my bookshelf will, will show uh, here with us. So thank you for that. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for the behind the scenes there on what's happening with you. So appreciate it. You, you are welcome. It's our honor. Sure. My pleasure. Thanks for the great questions. I appreciate it. Okay, friends. So interesting to go behind the scenes with Dan. Again, get his new book, When. 
the scientific secrets of perfect timing at danpink.com or wherever you buy books. And again, if you get value from the show, let us know, let Dan know specifically, leave a review in iTunes and tell him about it. Then email us at thanks at ziglershow.com. Tell us your iTunes username so we can thank you by sending you Zig Ziglar and Tom Ziglar's book, Born to Win, an actual hard copy. Before I tell you about the next show, I've got some great resources for you. Okay, well, coming up next in show 578, we hear from Zig Ziglar talking about the power of encouragement in our lives. It's about a two and a half minute clip. Well, from Zig's message there, I asked on Facebook at my agent K Miller page, where you're welcome to friend me and join these conversations. I asked, have you ever received specific recognition or encouragement that literally elevated your perception of yourself that made you want to really become better? We got just stellar real life stories that Tom Ziegler and I talked through, but let me right up front address the issue that comes to mind for so many people who are thinking, Hey, that's great. Of course, encouragement and recognition are powerful, uh, but you can't just make people encourage you. How do I get that encouragement for myself? Well, we talk about this. Tom Ziegler actually has four key points on how to get encouragement. Of course, we talk about giving encouragement as well. Uh, This is not just a topic around doing a good thing. It's about a vital ingredient that we need and can have. So be intrigued by that reality and then join us. Well, till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.